Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we are continuing looking at the Christmas narrative, specifically looking at Christmas prophecies. We're going to be continuing looking at Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 through 7. I'm going to get into that second part of verse 6. Uh, We saw how Christ was prophesied that the government would be upon his shoulder. The government would be upon his shoulder. Well, today we're going to be looking at some names that was given to Christ uh, that he, of course, did embody and does embody these names yet today. Uh, But let's go ahead and let's read our scripture reading once again, which is Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and the name will be called, excuse me, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of his father of David and over the kingdom, his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. We see here, first of all, that Christ in verse 6 here, the second part of verse 6, that he is first given this, this name, Wonderful. He's first given this name, Wonderful. And of course, Christ is wonderful. But what does this word wonderful means? Well, it means wonder, a miracle, a marvel. And of course, it represents something unusual or extraordinary. And sometimes people do combine this word with the word counselor there. And it's true that he does. Jesus Christ does have supernatural wisdom. But I believe that this word stands alone in describing Christ and who he would be upon the face of this earth. And of course, who he continues to be. And we ought to marvel because Christ is extraordinary. This, of course, is is referring to his miracle-working power, the marvel that he was upon the face of the earth when he was here. People marveled at Jesus Christ, who he was. This was a prophecy that Jesus would come, and he would, of course, work incredible miracles while he was on this earth. And this is what he did, whether it was the feeding of the 5,000, whether it was walking upon the water, whether it was healing countless thousands of people, uh, or whether it was even being born of a virgin. All of these things are miracles that Jesus Christ walked in in his life, and it described his life while he was upon this earth. He truly is wonderful. Jesus Christ is wonderful. He is a miracle worker, and he himself is the greatest miracle that can ever come into our life. But that second word that describes Jesus as to who he would be, is counselor. Counselor. Now, this word counselor, it means to advise or to consult. You know, Christ, as God and King, he is ample wisdom, and we can trust his reign to be right. But, you know, as a Christian, and specifically looking at this Christmas season, isn't it wonderful to remember that Jesus Christ was prophesied of to come as a counselor? to come as a counselor. You know, I I don't know what you're going through in your life. Perhaps you're going through a difficult decision. Perhaps uh, you're, you're going through maybe just a difficult time and you needed a little bit of extra wisdom to get through it. I'm not sure what's going on in your life, but one thing I do know that is for certain is that Jesus Christ has ample counsel for you. He is the counselor. He came and he came with with plenty of wisdom. 
with an overabundance of wisdom because of course he is he he is the one that that has wisdom <laughs> that wisdom gets gets its source from is from Jesus Christ Jesus Christ is our counselor and we can go to him you know that's that's another thing that you think about of a counselor is not merely just that they have wisdom but they are accessible because if somebody has lots of wisdom but they're not accessible to you it doesn't do you much good but Jesus Christ is a counselor he is someone who has wisdom in fact in James chapter 1 it tells us that if anyone lacks wisdom let him ask of God not not doubting but in faith because anyone who doubts uh, don't let him think that he'd receive anything from God because he's like a double-minded man unstable in all his ways but if we ask in faith and we and we truly believe that God will give wisdom and then we of course try to walk in that wisdom what what's going to happen is that he is going to give us wisdom and, and we're going to to know exactly what we ought to be doing in the situation that we are in. And Jesus Christ is not just someone who has lots of wisdom and is willing to share, but he is someone who is accessible. We can access the wisdom of God through Jesus Christ. The, the third name that's given here is Mighty God. Mighty God. And this is important to remember that Jesus Christ, when he was born, it's being prophesied of that Jesus Christ is God. That Emmanuel, God with us, would be born. You know, Christ is God. In Romans 5, 9, it says, of whom are the fathers, uh, from whom, according to the flesh, Christ came, who is over all, uh, the eternally blessed God. Amen. It tells us that, that he is the eternally Bless God. In 1 John 5.20, it confirms this once again as it says, And we know that the Son of God has come and has given to us an understanding that we might know him who is true, and that we are in him who is true, in his Son Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Jesus Christ is God. You know, Christ fills the spot of Son in the Godhead. Truly, he is mighty God. And of course, it's not just God, although that, that does, of course, include being almighty, but, but it specifically says mighty God. You know, we don't serve a weak God. We serve a mighty God, a God who is full of power and might, and he endows to us power and might. He doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. This is what Jesus Christ does because he is mighty God. He can endow us with mighty power and great power. Isn't that incredible to stop and to realize, especially in the dark world that we live in, that we serve a mighty God, that it was mighty God who was prophesied that would be born and laid in a manger 2,000 years ago, and he is no less mighty God today. He is just the same. He is mighty God. And the next name that's given here's a little bit of an interesting one. It's Everlasting Father. Everlasting Father. Now, a better rendering of this uh, would be Father of Eternity or the Father of the Coming Age. And it's not that he is to be confused with the Father. Some people uh, do that and they get their theology wrong. Um, but 
It is that he is the one whom the ages meet, and therefore uh, he can rightly be called the father of eternity. It's really speaking of this concept of a redemptive time that is within Jesus Christ, that is within God, uh, that redemptive time. We think of linear time, and I don't have time to really unpack all of this in this short devotional, but linear time is is what we think of as time, is that it's constantly marching forward, but eternity— uh, is is what we would call redemptive time, and it is within God. It comes from God, and Jesus Christ is the Father of eternity, or the Father of that. Excuse me, that uh, that redemptive time. And, and when we look at this, it's this concept that Jesus Christ is the one who would save us. He, he has always been the one who would save us, and this is brought forth. In redemptive time, in in redemptive time or eternity, it's not present, or excuse me, it's not past and it's not future, but but it is something that is always present. That is the nature of eternity, because it can't run out. That's why it can't really be be, be in a future sense, but it also can't be in a past sense. When you're in the midst of eternity, you're in the present tense, and that is what Jesus is. He is the, the current one the the one who has always been there who has always been ready to redeem us that there wasn't a a second plan or a third plan or whatnot but it is that this plan of redemption came from Jesus Christ and from that eternity that present tense uh, of redemptive time and then the next name that's given for Jesus is the prince of peace it was prophesied of that he would be the Prince of Peace. You know, when Jesus was born, what did the angels proclaim? They proclaimed a peace on earth and goodwill towards men. And, and, and this is incredible to stop and to think about that, that declaration of peace on earth and goodwill towards men. And that's what we're going to end on this morning, because this is really what Christmas is all about, and this is what's being prophesied of here, is that Jesus would come to bring peace on earth and, of course, goodwill towards men, that he would be the prince of peace. Now, I don't want you to be ignorant of peace when you hear that word peace, because a lot of times in our day and age, uh, the, the idea of peace is really the concept of a, a, a lack of fighting. But I want you to realize that as long as the works of sin, as long as the works of evil, as long as the works of the devil are are active and working, there is no peace unless you take an aggressive force and you drive out the works of the devil, the works of sin, and of course, evil from the land. That is the only way that there can be peace. Peace is not the absence of fighting, but it is an aggressive force against the enemy that drives the enemy out. And so when Jesus Christ came and he brought peace on earth, the peace that he brought is that he became an aggressive force against the nature of sin, against the forces of the devil, and in doing so, in being that aggressive force, he provided a way of salvation to men, and that's why the angels proclaimed goodwill towards men. It's that he came, and though we are sinners, he came to fight our sin and to rescue us from the devastation of sin in our life. That's what Jesus Christ came to do when he was born 
as a baby when he put on flesh upon him. When he was wrapped up in swaddling clothes, while he was laid down in a manger, he came to be an aggressive force against the enemy by being this prophesied prince of peace. That is the Jesus Christ that we celebrate this Christmas season. He certainly is wonderful. Counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of peace. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, and 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage, do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go.